Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, September 16, 2023, and this is day 2005 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a brand new day, a fresh start, a new way of thinking, shifting our mindset to be just like the mind of Christ. I thank you, Lord, for giving us your grace and your mercy to get things done because some of these, sometimes we put things off. And I ask, Lord, that you will help us to quickly move when you say move. I thank you, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is stop waiting and move. Or in other words, stop procrastinating. (laughs) We can be extremely um, guilty of that. I'll speak for myself, putting things off uh, for tomorrow that God intends for us to do right now. We talked about this a bit on Wednesday night. I'm going a little bit deeper and a little more of a different direction tonight or this morning with it, but pretty much all the same scripture. So uh, we're coming out of Luke chapter 9, verses 51 through 62. Luke 9, 51 through 62. And it says, As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And he sent messengers on ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him and for him to go to the Samaritan village. Uh, and well, let me just finish reading this first and then we'll get there. So he had them go to the Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. And when the disciples, James and John saw this, They asked the Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Uh, In other words, we don't need to take matters into our own hands. Of course, it will make you angry. Look, these people don't want to, they don't want to welcome us. They don't want, uh, because of where we're going. Well, there was also some internal conflict going on, going on with the Samaritans and the Jews. Uh, In my commentary, it says, when the Samaritan village did not welcome Jesus, his disciples, James and John, uh, didn't want to stop at shaking the dust (laughs) off their feet. Uh, They wanted to uh, retaliate by calling down fire from heaven. Uh, And that is not the way God would have us to deal with with that. Uh, God is the final judge. Uh, But the other thing was that the Samaritans were considered a mixed race. Uh, And this happened during the Assyria invasion of Israel. Uh, The northern kingdom 
uh, had resettled and resettled it with its own people. The mixed race that developed became known as the Samaritans. Purebred Jews hated these half-breeds, and the Samaritans in turn hated the Jews. So many tensions arose between the two peoples that Jewish travelers uh, between Galilee and southern Judea often would walk around rather than go through Samaritan territory, even though this would lengthen their trip considerably. And Jesus held no such prejudices, and he sent messengers ahead to go, to get things ready in some, the Samaritan village. But their village refused to welcome these Jewish travelers who were headed for Jerusalem. So mainly, it wasn't just because they were headed for Jerusalem, but because they were Jewish. And you see they had this conflict from years prior. Uh, and we notice that that's not Jesus. Jesus is not racist or was not prejudiced. And we should be like him. Uh, our world would be so much better, wouldn't it? Because that is really part of our major problem in our world uh, is not even just against a race between blacks and whites, but also against um, class, against status, against um, financial or economic um, stability, you know, depending on the amount of money you have, where you live, all of these things. Uh, but anyway, we know that that is not of God. So it says in verse 55, but Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then he and his disciples went to another village. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. So letting him know, hey, dude, this is not going to be comfortable. Do you really want to go? He said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Again, nothing should stop us from doing the will of God, not even certain things that we feel are most important. God is not saying don't take care of, you know, the, your family or um, making sure burial arrangements are in place. He's saying oftentimes we will make excuses and uh, in doing the will of God. And in reality, it's because um, we are putting those things before God. So letting the dead bury the dead is, from my perspective, talking about those who don't know the Lord, burying those who don't know Jesus. He's saying, hey, you need to be about the uh, proclaiming the kingdom of God so that people can know Jesus rather than, you know, this work, this, this work that's done in the flesh that we put before um, advancing the kingdom of God. He says, still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. As you can see, everything that's coming up is, you know, about worldly things and, and, and things that we do need to, that are legitimate, you know, but God is still saying, you know, we need to make sure 
that nothing, absolutely nothing interferes with us doing his will. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. We must uh, focus on today, look forward, let go of yesterday. Uh, I use Lot's wife as an example Wednesday night, how, you know, when the angels of God came to uh, deliver Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah, she, the angel told them before snatching hold of their hands as the town was being burned up, uh, not to look back. And she could not help but look back because she was looking back at the friends maybe she lost, the relationships, uh, you know, the lifestyle, all those things. And God is saying, let that go. Look forward, press your way, focus on him. And she became a pillar of salt. And they say that uh, even to this day is that pillar of salt or, you know, some fragments of that is still there. So let's get to our points. Number one, this could fall under the category of procrastination, putting things off that God is giving us to do. And the meaning of that is to be slow or late about doing something that should be done, to delay doing something until a later time because you don't want to do it, because you are either, sometimes it's because of laziness. Um, You know, many times though, it's because of the bottom line, fear. Proverbs 27 and one says, do not boast about tomorrow. For you do not know what a day may bring forth. So let's focus on today. Uh, Delayed obedience is disobedience. Deuteronomy 23 and 21 says, When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay to pay it. For the Lord your God will surely require it of you, and it would be sin to you. So we need to make sure that we don't promise God something and then not follow through with it. And I've done that in the past. And man, was I ever (laughs) sorry for that. But, you know, we can get back on track. We ask God uh, to forgive us and we that's repenting and and uh, turn away from that sin and, and doing what God would have us to do. Yes, that was a sin when I made a vow to God to do something and then didn't do it. Um, So often we put off doing certain things because it takes us out of our comfort zone. Or maybe we're afraid. Or it could be because we never intended to do it in the first place. Maybe we didn't want to be looked down upon if we said no. Sometimes we can get that people-pleasing syndrome where you just don't want to tell that person no, but then once you say yes, it's like, why did I say that? Oh my gosh, I don't have time to do that. And I I really intentionally think about things now before I give an answer. And, uh, you know, and the key would be to give it to the Lord and ask for his direction on that. But then there's certain things that You know, God has shown us that we do naturally. You know, we don't have to ask him to brush our teeth, wash our face, take care of our family, uh, because (laughs) the word tells us all about those things, taking care of ourselves, loving ourselves, uh, love thy neighbor as thyself, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So uh, what he was telling the the people that he encountered, there were four things. So I'm going to go ahead and read those. 
we can talk a good talk, but when it comes to actually doing, we may put it off because it's uncomfortable. And that's when Jesus was telling him, the man that said, I'll follow you. I want to follow you. He was saying, hey, dude, I don't have a house to live in. Um, I'm on the road all the time. Uh, and, you know, he probably was hesitant after that. Uh, next, he says uh, the what the Lord would have for us is true discipleship. It requires instant action. And that was the part about the man saying, well, let me bury my father first. And it takes instant. We don't have time to put it off. The next one was uh, the that there will always be something else to do before doing God's will. We need to understand the importance of putting the Lord first at all cost. And uh, that was the one where the, the man said, let me go back and uh, say goodbye to my family. You know, we when God gives us something, we may not have time to do anything else. You know, when his disciples, when he called on them, they dropped everything and followed him. So Jesus wants our total commitment. Listen, although Jesus, point number two, although Jesus knew he would face persecution and death in Jerusalem, he was determined to go there. That kind of resolve should characterize our lives as well. When God gives us a course of action, we must move steadily toward our destination, regardless of the potential hazards that await us there. So Jesus knew he was going there to die. He was going to be persecuted. It would be the most horrific death ever, but he still pressed his way there. Now, just like us, that human side with Jesus, he said, oh, Father, please take this cup from me. I mean, he was literally, you know, crying tears uh, of blood. It was like he was literally, um, you know, going through a rough moment just before having to go to the cross. And then he said, but let thy will be done. Isn't that something? We also need to have that same resolve. How can we shift in the way we deal with procrastination or slowfulness according to Jesus's example? You know, we Jesus wants total dedication from us, not half-hearted commitments. We can't pick and choose among Jesus's ideas and follow um, seductively. We have to accept the cross along with the crown. So it's a package deal. We're not going to just get all the good and we're not going to just get all the doom and gloom. It's going to be a combination of the two. We must count the cost and be willing to abandon everything else that has given us security without looking back. We can't move forward looking in the rearview mirror. Remember that when you're driving, you're not driving forward, but while looking at the rear view mirror. With our focus on Jesus, we should allow nothing to distract us from following him. So this is a question for you. What steps will you take to stay focused when things pop up to distract you from doing God's will? I remember when God gave me the vision to start Transition Zone and, uh, 
I put it off for a bit because it was, I, I began writing up things, but I thought, well, where will I do it? I, you know, I knew my mom said I could do it at the church, but the church needed a lot of work and we needed, I thought, oh Lord, we need at least $10,000 at least to get some things done. Uh, we needed a, to replace the air conditioner unit in the sanctuary. And, and prior to that, someone had blessed us um, with uh, their unit that was still in good shape because God had blessed them with a brand new unit. And uh, I'll never forget that Henry with high aspirations. He's He and his wife are like my kiddos. And uh, he said, hey, mom, you know, we got this air conditioner here. And, and that was maybe about a year or two prior. And our air conditioner was still doing okay, but we knew we needed to replace it. So we picked it up. My husband picked it up and, and we kept it there. And then um, there were other things, the rooms needed painting. And, and so one day um, my friend uh, reached out to me and she said, Hey, Jackie, I can you come over? I've got something for you. And I won't say her name because she doesn't want anyone to really know. Uh, but I went to her house, my granddaughter and I went over and she gave me an envelope and uh, I opened it while I was there and it was a check for $20,000. And I about passed out <laughs> because I wasn't expecting it and I had no idea. But that, it, my friends, this is how God will do it. He will bless you with amazing people that will provide. Uh, God works through people. And um, she uh, gave it to us to do what we needed to do. And we used it uh, for the uh, preparation of T-Zone and getting everything ready, getting that air conditioner unit in, getting things painted and, you know, getting supplies. And it was a lot, but God made a way. Um, you know, the other thing was I had planned to leave my job and that September. So this, this all kind of took place. Uh, it was in 2021, uh, when we started, uh, doing the sessions, but prior to that, so it was 2021, March of 2021, when we started or April. And then, so in 2020 is when all of the, these pre-things started getting everything set up. And I remember letting my boss know at the time that I would have to resign. And I, I knew it was God and I finally said something. And But I said it would probably be in September because I've got to get started with T-Zone. And she said, okay. And it was really rough, but we made it through that. And then all of a sudden uh, in February or March, I think it was February, there was a, an unusual grant um, put out to the public and it was urgent. Uh, and it was something that had never been done with this organization. Uh, they said that this was a rare occurrence, I should say. Maybe they've done it before, but it was rare. And that they put out a grant that they had got funding just for youth workforce development. Look at God. That's what we were doing. But the grant, you had to apply for it and you had to get, you know, they were going to move quickly on approvals. So my, I thought, well, I can't do it because I don't have my 501c3 yet. It was still in the work. So you had to have all those things in place. So I put it off. 
Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? And putting things off just because we think that we can't. And that was, you know, fear, fearfulness and just looking at my situation. I knew I wasn't ready, but I still could have asked. Well, my boss said, hey, Jackie, this looks just like you. She saw it too. She said, are you going to apply? I said, well, I can't because I don't have my 501c3. She said, well, you can, you can, we'll be your fiscal agent and they can use all of our information. And I was just blown away. And so I did use it and I wrote it up at the grant and then she looked it over for me because she was such a great grant writer and, and uh, we made a couple of adjustments and she said, everything looked fine and submitted it. And it was for $130,000 and, and we got the grant. Uh, and we were, they moved very quickly on this, which was unusual for this organization. And that grant carried us for the whole year. Uh, there were so many things that happened during that process that I had to truly, uh, we need to do this anyway, but focus on God and have him direct the path on how to pay people, bring in staff and, you know, and then I had no money really upfront because it was the type of grant that, um, you would be reimbursed based upon what you spent. And we really didn't have much to start off with. Each session would cost us easily ten to $15,000 during the summer. Uh, and so my boss at the time, uh, they put up the money for us to help us up front. And then they got their money back on the reimbursed when it was reimbursed. So they advanced us the money to start to do the things that we need to do each month. And I thought, look at God, I was so grateful. And I had to leave the job um, in March rather than in September. But when God says move, it may not be according to the way we thought or planned things. So we've got to be ready. And, and so God has been blessing us ever since. You know, we've gone through, like I said, we got to take the cross with the crown. We've gone through some rough moments, not having the funds, not, you know, it's, but, but it came just on time. But listen, what is God giving you that maybe you're putting off because you don't have what it, what you think you need or what you know you need to get started, right? But God is saying, I've got everything you need. I'm waiting on you to make the first move. Once you make that move, he's going to open doors for you that you never knew were there. So get busy doing it. Whatever that is God has given you to do, don't procrastinate. Don't put it off to tomorrow. Get busy doing it today. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what it's all about accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to spend eternity with him. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, 
J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing with our youth, teaching them these life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human and sex trafficking awareness, and uh, DIY programs, teaching them how to do small household repairs. We are so grateful to you all. This is the continuation of of implementing T-Zone with your help. And uh, we are so grateful to you for all your prayer, support, and your donations. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.